I'm going to save this for the Patreon, but I got to tell you, dude, I finally watched, uh, oh, God, what is it? Oh, the uh, Terrifier? Oh, like the, the first the clown thing? Yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, well, here's the, here's the best part. You Terrifying. Know, we, <laughs> well, uh, yeah, I mean, it was just kind of like, it is a movie. I'm going to go ahead and tell anybody listening right now. Mm-hmm. I said I was going to save this for the Patreon, but I'll go ahead and do it here. I do not recommend this movie if you are in the slightest squeamish in any way mm. about, I mean, like intense gore. Now, I'm not extremely squeamish, but I'm kind of squeamish. Not, I don't know. Squeamish isn't the right Semi-squeamish. word. I just don't like it. Yeah, it's not my favorite thing in the world. This had some scenes that were like some of the like most intense that I've seen. Mm. And I mean, the story behind it's kind of cool. Not the actual like, hey, this is what happens in the movie, but the fact that, like, it was a guy that used to be an effects artist who decided to make a really low-budget sort of indie movie, and then it just caught fire and just, you know... It's very old school in in that sense, where it's just sort of like... um, It reminds me of, like, those old crappy, uh, not even B-movie slashers from the 80s, like a C, you know? Oh, really? Um, Well, I mean, the acting isn't that bad, but just, like... I don't know. There's not a whole lot of fluff, really, story-wise. It's uh, it's just that creepy son of a gun. But huh. I think it's worth you watching it. Yeah. And then we can discuss that potentially on over on the Patreon. But uh, yeah, I, I wanted to watch it, but I think it was like I, I was like, well, I'll just, I'm gonna I want to wait until like Halloween season, and then I I just I always forget about it. But it does look pretty creepy. I love the cover. Yeah, just when you thought like Tim Curry was the scariest clown there. There ever was a. Mm-hmm. I think this guy tops it, man. I mean, do you you really think that he's more scary than like, like yep. Pennywise, the original one? Uh, hey, folks! Welcome back to your favorite podcast. That would be rad. The podcast that majors in '80s and '90s nostalgia, comic culture, all things paranormal, and minors in retro video games, tabletop RPGs, pre-internet mysteries, and raising our kids to be half as cool as we were in the 80s. I'm your host, Tyler Bentz, and this is your other host, Woody Brown. Hey, pal. Hey, man. Hey, big cat. How we doing? Pretty good, dude. And you know, it's funny. I was thinking about this this morning. We always talk about pre-internet mysteries, Mm -hmm. but sometimes, dude, there's mysteries that aren't necessarily pre-internet. In fact, what we're going to talk about today is essentially an internet mystery, you know? But would it be sort of, would it count as like a, like an, it's like an early legend, early internet mystery? Relatively early, but not, you know, yes, relatively early, early, Mm -hmm. almost 20 years ago. So, wow, that's crazy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Man, it's so weird to think that like, I don't know. I think this is how we know that we're getting old is like. When 2004 was almost 20 years ago. I mean, it does, it feels like the internet's been out for like, Maybe 10 years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. I know, man. And it's like when I think of 20 years ago, the year 2000 does not pop in my head. It's like, oh, no. you mean 1980. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah, maybe it's early like mentally 90s. I'm stuck back in the year. In the year 2000. I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> um, where was I? Oh, I got to say before we kind of dive into this because I kind of just want to get right into it. Mm-hmm. First... How I became aware of this was uh, one of our listeners, all the way in Tasmania, yes, Brendan. 
mm. sent us the story. He said that he's recently kind of been getting into looking deeper, sometimes different rabbit trails, such as other dimensions and haunted places mm. and, and things like that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm always so excited whenever someone sends us something to take a look at, you know, because being longtime listeners like Brendan, they basically know my interests, your interests by now, you know, you can get a pretty good picture after, oh, yeah. you know, a couple of seasons of our show to figure out like, Hey, I think the guys would, would like this. And the second that I saw this, I was like, Hmm, this is interesting. I started reading it and immediately it covered a lot of bases. Mm. It's freaky. It's an urban legend. It's a mystery. It's international, mm -hmm. which you guys know I love because it's just something that I'd never heard of. And so I want to kind of just dive right in, man. Well, real quick. And I think the most important thing is I haven't even heard of this. Yeah, true. So this is this is like totally new. Yeah. Um, all right. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. At 11.14 p.m. on January 8th, 2004, a user posted a message on the... And you know, hold on, I got to pause this real quick. Is it 2chan? 2chain? No, 2chan, yeah. 2chan, okay. Because now it's like 8chan. It went 2chan, 4chan, and 8chan. That's where like the Q... Whatever Q, happened to 6chan? That's where, <laughs> that's where like Q and I... 2, 4, 6, 8, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, they left that out. Anyway, it was an early internet forum. And, and here's the thing, too. This gives you a perfect example. What was I doing in 2004? Well, I wasn't the, the internet at that time. Mm -hmm. And again, I'm, of course, if you're listening to this, <laughs> you were there. So you'll remember. But this is more for, for the folks in the future that are listening to this. Mm -hmm. You know, the internet, What? sure, it was available. And yes, I had a computer and all of that. But I wasn't using it, I guess, as much as I do now on a daily basis, mm -hmm. right? Uh, and so 2chan, I wasn't familiar with that. I've, I've of course, heard of it, but uh, anyhow, here we go. I just want to make sure I was pronouncing that correctly mm -hmm. so that someone doesn't come back later and I'm like, hey, Woody, hey, mispronounced that. Kind of like how Tyler says, periwinkle. What, what, what is, um, <laughs> not periwinkle, <laughs> but a perinormal, that's it. Yeah, oh, yeah. You pronounce it like it's periwinkle, but it's peri Paranormal. Wait, no, now, that's right. You got me saying, is it paranormal or paranormal? Para, I think it's paranormal. 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 Yeah, paranormal. But you paranormal. say perinormal. You say perinormal. Like, God, it does kind of peri, sound like that, doesn't it? Peri, paranormal. Look, paranormal. I don't want to give you just, I don't even want to give you another thing to be nervous about God, when you're uh, I'm just, I'm, you're you just ruined like, the whole thing. Here we go. He's getting so nervous. So folks. Nervous. When he gets nervous, he starts sweating Shaking. and he's just so scared of everything. Tears. So back to it. All right, so it's 2004. An anonymous user posts this message on a 2chan forum, and this is what it says. This might just be my imagination, but can I share something with you guys? What followed became one of the most famous threads, apparently, in 2chan history and an instant modern urban legend.
Hasumi, a 2chan user, one evening finds herself lost after getting on the train. The same train that she took to work week after week after week. At some point on this ride, she nods off and falls asleep. And when she wakes, she finds that all of the other passengers are asleep. She begins to notice all sorts of discrepancies from her typical train trip, including some of the stations being further apart than normal and passing through tunnels that don't exist on her line. A little intrigued and obviously starting to become a little worried, she starts posting in real time on the 2chan message boards, asking other users if they were familiar with this route, the various stations, the tunnels, and providing them with details. Users on the message boards shared her confusion and would offer up ideas and advice on what to do. Okay, Tyler, we're actually going to read the original transcript on 2chan for our listeners now. Totally so new. Gonna I be, knew nothing about it. Yeah, I just sent it to you. Hold on. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I'm going to be reading <clears throat> what Hasumi yep. is posting. Now, again, she's the one that is on the train. And Tyler's going to be reading what the users, the 2chan users, kind of reply back. All right? Hey, real quick, Woody. Yeah. Are you sure it's Kisaragi? Because there is like a Kisagari. Yeah. yeah, it's Kisaragi. Weird. I've never heard of that. Well, get ready. Uh, and also, right, one, so, more, one, one more quick question. Is this happening in real time? Mm-hmm. So she sends this, and then this is what's happening, okay? But no, 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 real quick. But I'm saying she's on the train while she's riding this? Yes. Yep. Okay. So okay. again, she starts to notice, like, she, like, man, this doesn't seem familiar. So she's just like, she hops onto this uh, 2chan mm-hmm. forum, and it's just like, hey, this may just be my imagination. Can I post it anyway? Go ahead. What's going on? I've been riding a certain train for a while, but something seems off. Hmm. I always take this train to work, but it hasn't stopped at any stations for the past 20 minutes or so. It usually only takes five minutes, seven or eight at the worst. Oh, and there's five other passengers, but they're all sleeping. Did you take the express train by mistake? Is it a high-speed train? Well, it's possible I may have just missed my stop. I'll wait a little longer. If anything else strange occurs, I might bring it up here. Try going to the car on the end to see the conductor, maybe. It would be really bad if the driver had an epileptic fit or something. You should check on the conductor. Still no sign of stopping, so all right, I'll take a look. There were blinds or something covering the window, so I couldn't see the conductor or the driver. The route is a private railway in Shizuka. Knock on the window? I tried that, but nobody answered. Can you see out the window? Names of stations you're passing, ETC? We came out a tunnel, so we're dropping speed slightly. There usually aren't any tunnels, though. It's a train from Shin Hamamatsu. Looks like we're finally stopping at a station. You aren't going to get off there, are you? We're stopping at 
Kisaragi Station. I wonder if I should get off. I've never heard of this place before. Definitely check it out. No, stay on until the last stop. Oh, but it's probably already departing now. When did you get on the train? I've gotten off the train. The station's unmanned. I believe I got on the train at 11.40. I'm not finding any information on Kisaragi Station. And Hasumi, your train was going for over an hour? Well, that's really strange. Yeah, I'm not getting any results for Kisaragi Station either. I'm looking for a schedule so I can get back, but I can't find one. The train is still stopped, so it'd probably be safest to get back on. Well, it left while I was riding that. Is there anyone nearby or any buildings? It's cold out, so be careful. I'll look for a taxi from the station. Thank you very much. Sounds good. Take care. Way past the last train at an unmanned station. Really questionable if you'll have any luck finding a taxi there. And so Hasumi became an inhabitant of the two-dimensional world. Dot, dot, dot. There don't seem to be any taxis anywhere. Hmm. Dot, dot, dot. Call 110, the number for the police. Call the taxi company. If there's a telephone booth nearby, look up the taxi company in the phone book and call. I called home and asked to be picked up, but neither of my parents seem to know where Kisaragi Station is. They'll look for it on the map so they can come get me, but I'm getting a little scared now. What about the others? Are you the only one who got off the train? I checked online too, and the name Kisaragi Station isn't coming up still. Am I wrong in assuming it's around Shin Hamamatsu? I'll check Yahoo. I looked for a public phone, but there's nothing, and no one else got off. So I'm alone now. It's definitely called Kisaragi. Sometimes they have phones outside the station. Looking into it, apparently it's written with the kanji for, quote, devil, but it's read Kisaragi. Devil station? Yikes. Are you a gaming nerd? Because a game comes up if you Google it. Tell us the names of the stations before and after Kisaragi. What do you mean, a game? It doesn't say what the next and previous stations are. Walk back along the track. If you start running now, you might catch up to the train. There must be houses around the station, right? Yes, there are. I didn't quite notice since I was panicking. I'm waiting for my parents to call while walking along the track. I tried checking town information on iMode, but it gave me a point error or something. I want to go home. There's really nothing around here. All I can see are fields and mountains, but I think I'll be able to make it back if I go down the track. So I'll keep pushing on. Thank you very much. Treat this as a joke, if you will, but can I come to you if I encounter any more trouble? Dude, uh, not to like derail it, but, and, and this, you can cut all this out, but this is like- I will. <laughs> you better believe it. Uh, dude, this is like so entertaining to me because I, yeah. I truly have no idea what's- Yeah, I know. It's cool, right? It's really Like cool. once I, like at first I was going to do this whole long, like me narrates this story. And then I was like, dude, 
wonder if I could find the original mm-hmm. transcript. And then I was like, why don't we just read it, dude? Yeah. And then that, what a cool way for you to discover like what the story is. Okay, let's jump back. Yeah, dude, it's awesome. Of course, just be careful out there. Sure. Just make sure you don't run out of battery. Your phone's your lifeline right now. Don't get lost and be careful in the tunnel. Huh? You can get a signal out in the middle of nowhere? I kind of think you shouldn't stray far from the station. All alone on a cold night at a station with no attendance? Soon the lights could go out and it'll be pitch black, dot, dot, dot. It really might be safest to wait for daybreak at the station though. Oh geez, this sounds bad. I got a call from my father and he had many questions, but simply couldn't find my location. I've been told to call 110, which I'm a little opposed to doing, but I'll try asking them to help me now. So I'm, I'm guessing 110 is like- 110 is the police. Like, like 911. Yeah. I really think you should wait until it gets lighter out before you do anything. Waiting all alone in the dead of night and in some ominous place, yikes, dot, dot, dot. Going through a tunnel alone in the dead of night and on some ominous train line, yikes. I called 110 and tried my absolute best to explain the situation, but they thought it was all a joke and got angry at me. So I got scared and apologized. Apologize for what? Should probably give up for today. Wait for the first train. What's it like around the station? What's, what's there? I, I hear what sounds like a beating drum mixed with some kind of bell way off in the distance. Honestly, I have no idea what to do at this point. Get back to the station for now, Hasumi. It's best to return to where you started when you're lost. Here's where it gets going, dot, dot, dot. Are they having a festival or what? You might think I'm kidding, but I'm too scared to look behind me. I do want to go back to the station, but I don't dare turn around. Run and don't look back. You can't go back to the station now. Run through the tunnel. I'm sure you'll find that you're not far. Someone behind me yelled, Hey, don't walk on the track. That's dangerous. I looked around expecting to see an attendant and saw a one-legged old man, but he vanished. I think I'm too scared to move. What? I told you not to look back. Run. Calm down and listen to Big Bro, okay? Check out where that drum's coming from. There's bound to be somebody playing it. Where the hell are you planning to take Hasumi? Why'd you know it was an old man if it was just a single leg? Uh, I think Hasumi meant an old man who lost one of his legs. Must have been an old man who died and lost a leg after walking along the track. I can't walk or run any further. The drumming sound is getting a little closer. Wait for dawn. It won't be scary in the daylight. I'm glad I stayed on the train. Dot, dot, dot. I'm still alive, but I fell and started bleeding, and I broke a heel, so I'm sitting still on the ground. I don't want to die now. Dot, dot, dot. It should be safe if you leave the tunnel. Once you get out of there, call for help immediately. I called home. Dad's calling the police, but the sound keeps getting closer. 
I hope to God that's not the sound of a train, but it might be too late. Dot, dot, dot. I finally managed to make it to the front of the tunnel. The name says Isanuki. The sound's still getting closer, so I'm going to leave the tunnel. If I'm safe once I get out of the tunnel, I'll post again. Good luck. This is the end. Forget about trains and stations. Forget about going back. Forget about someone chasing you. The sound you're hearing is just something you've imagined. Run out of the tunnel. If you stop, you'll only succumb to something which does not belong in this world. I left the tunnel. There's someone up ahead. It, it looks like all your advice was right after all. Thank you so much. My face is such a mess from tears, he might just mistake me for a monster. Wait, Hasumi, don't die on us. Stop. That can't be good. Someone there? This late at night? That's suspicious. Dot, dot, dot. He seems gentle and was worried for me. He called for a train to take me to the nearest station. Apparently there's some kind of business hotel there. I'm truly, truly thankful to all of you. Asumi, please answer me this one thing. Can you ask the man what the place is? Is he really gentle? He sounds kind of scary from what you said. Yeah, that guy's no good. Why is he by the track at this hour? He must have been a corpse or something. Hasumi, run! I asked him where it was and he said, Hina. That seems extremely unlikely though. Dot, dot, dot. Hasumi, get off the train. Excuse me, Hasumi. Where's Hina? We've been headed toward the mountains for some time. It really doesn't strike me as a place where trains would go. And he's stopped talking to me entirely. Probably because you're constantly messing with your phone. Hasumi, oh no, oh no. Did you contact your parents after you got out of the tunnel and received aid from this guy? Hasumi, please call 110. This might be your last chance. My battery's almost run out. Things are getting strange, so I think I'm going to make a run for it. He's been talking to himself about bizarre things for a while now. To prepare for just the right time, I'm going to make this my last post for now. Those were her final two messages before disappearing just before 4 a.m., mentioning that this car is heading further and further into the mountains and that the driver was starting to act strange, muttering something she didn't understand. And to this day, this is the last that anyone ever hears of her. And thus, this legend was born. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hey, this is Bryce Johnson from the Bigfoot Collectors Club, and you're listening to Tyler and Woody on That Would Be Rad, because that is rad. Wow. Dude, I love that. Man, I, uh, so was there any sort of, like, uh, sort of backup or, like, sort of research, you know, after yeah, all this? Yeah, so I kind of did a little research and, and some digging and, and, you know, read a couple of articles and stuff. And so I think probably what everybody is wondering, and you included, well, and let me do this. Let me just kind of do a really quick recap. Essentially, this young lady, mm-hmm. she's riding this train that she rides all the time to go to and from work and stuff. She's very familiar with this route. Mm-hmm. She starts to kind of notice, oh, she dozes off, you know, wakes up, other passengers are sleeping, which, you know, hey, look, we've all been on public transportation. Yeah. If it's a long train, you know, chances are people sleeping, that's not weird. Mm-hmm. But when she looks around, she starts to notice Heck that... Rollins like, fell asleep during D&D. Well, playing D, real cool, man. <laughs> she starts to notice that things don't look the same, the, the places that the train is going. So she starts to maybe wonder, did I get on the wrong train? What's going on here? But then she starts noticing signs and names of places and different tunnels that she just doesn't recognize altogether as being anything that she's ever heard of. So that's when she kind of takes it to the forum. 
mm-hmm. and starts asking people to kind of help research. Um, because as we know, you can just like, you can post something in an online forum like Reddit nowadays. Mm-hmm. E- even if it's something as simple as like, hey, uh, what's a great idea for running a D&D campaign in a large city? And then, I mean, within seconds, hundreds and hundreds of people have answered you. You know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and so that w- that this was an early stage twenty years ago of her trying to do something like that. Then she gets off at the station, the Kisaragi station, and tries to talk to her parents. Her parents don't know where the heck that is. She tries to call the police. They think it's a joke. You know, she apologizes. Then the users kind of convince her. You know, I don't know how or why to follow the train tracks, even through a tunnel that mm-hmm. she goes through. And I don't know if this is conveyed in that chain, but I read it in another sort of uh, post about this story. And that is that she like hurts her leg. She's like distraught, limping. This guy close to four in the morning offers her a ride in different posts. And again, this is the original transcript. So I didn't really necessarily read it from here, but we got to keep in mind that this is translated to English from Japanese. So whoever translated it, may have left some details off, but... Yeah, there's some weird phrasing. I read that in one post that it was like a separate kind of... It was another train, and the guy's like, hey, you know, I can take you to whatever, this next station. It wasn't like an actual physical, like, automobile that she gets into. Yeah, I I was a little curious about that, too, because it's a little vague about, like, is that a taxi or, like... Yeah, no. So apparently it was, you know, yeah, like a just a train car, you know? Mm -hmm. So he starts acting weird. She decides, I got to get out of here. And then that's the last thing that anybody uh, hears. And so there's a couple things about this that are instantly fascinating. Number one, the fact that uh, it's a mystery is just super intriguing. But I like to kind of like, I started to imagine, you know, myself, anybody in this scenario where you just kind of like figure out like, what the heck? It's like, I can't imagine just looking around and certain things being familiar, mm-hmm. but enough things being wrong that you start to feel like, what the heck is going on? It's like the Mandela effect on a whole nother level. Yeah, yeah. It, it reminds me of two two different things. Number one is The Man from Torrid. Yep. Learn more by listening to That Would Be Rad, Season 1, Episode 4, The Man from Torrid. Just as far as like, you know, what you would sort of imagine is, you know, whether it's real, whether it's fake, whatever. But like, it's, you know, in that story, he's, he's like saying like, no, like, here, give me a map. And he's like, sh- like trying to like explain to somebody like, hey, dummy, like, <laughs> this is yeah. just normal reality. Like, it's right here. And when he goes to yeah. point, like, it's, it's not on the map. Like, and then secondly, it kind of reminds me of the way that I felt when I had my own sort of missing time when I worked at the hospital. Yeah. I mean, granted, you talked about that on, I think it was the first Halloween thing. No, I think it was just like a random episode. And then I happened to just sort of go into it. Mm. Okay. But it, it, you know, and not that like anything was like different, you know, in this quote dimension, but there, there was a feeling that I had of like, like, I don't know. It's it's like I'm I'm looking at everything, you know. Everything should be normal, but like knowing that, like, oh wait a minute, I, you know, it should be like two hours 
or three hours like previous, but it's not. It's just that feeling of like, like, am I going nuts? Like, what is mm. happening? You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, luckily, I've never experienced anything like that mm-hmm. because that would be, it would like, I would think, oh man, it's happened. I've lost my mind. Mm-hmm. Or as they say in the movie Hook, my marbles. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's terrifying. So one of the things that I just out of the gate had a question on, and, and, and here's the thing that's kind of difficult too, because it's an international story, aside from relatively major cities, I'm not very familiar with uh, Japan anyway, and I'm certainly not familiar with their train station names. So this could have said anything and I would be equally unfamiliar with it. Mm-hmm. But I kind of, you know, again, did some digging and, and made some notes and stuff. And here's the thing. So Kisaragi Station, is it or isn't it a real station? Ever since this mystery began, people have been trying to find it. It does not exist, okay? They're trying to figure out, well, maybe, I mean, they spent years trying to figure out, well, where might she have possibly gone? Mm-hmm. Did she really travel to another dimension or was she just kind of confused? Yeah. And here we are again, almost 20 years later, and at the end of the day, we don't know if it's just someone kind of doing some real-time fiction, mm-hmm. which is interesting enough because the story is excellent, or if this is just like you said, another sort of example of the John Teeter type uh, event where it's just like someone from, like there's that blending of dimensions right. or that, you know, crossover somehow. Because mm-hmm. in the posts, Hasumi gives several names and, and details during the story that really kind of there are real places. And so it gives some sort of validity to at least she's she knows the area, right? Mm-hmm. And for example, like she mentions a tunnel close to the Kisaragi station, which has the name Isanuki written above it. Mm-hmm. And again, because she's in the original posting, she's given the kanji character, so that translation might not be correct, apparently. Oh, right. But yeah. there's a place, like that place nobody can find. She also mentions a place called Hina, Hina which yeah. the old man tells her um, when she asks where they are. And Hina is a real place. Yeah, because she said, she says, like, that can't be right. Yeah, because I think it's pretty close to Mount Fuji. And it's a far distance from Hamamatsu, hmm. where Hasumi supposedly first started her journey. Huh. And yeah, just like you said, she's like, there's no way that's possible. Yeah. Wow. So this post that I found, this person kind of takes these three places, the real locations, and tries to kind of figure out what's going on by looking a little bit deeper into the details here. And one of the first things that Hasumi mentions is that she got on the train at Shin Hamamatsu Station. Mm -hmm. Again, it's a real station, and it's here that almost immediately the, well, essentially like whether or not it's true or the mystery of it all kind of begins. She posts that she thinks she got on the wrong train, and her her first post is at like 11.14 p.m., but... By this point, she's noticed that something's strange. She wants to kind of share it with the the users on 2chan. Then at 11.23, 10 minutes after her first post, she mentions that the train hasn't stopped for the last 20 minutes, which would put her getting on the train somewhere before 11 p.m. And, I mean, that just, I mean, I don't know the area, so this could be totally normal. But to me, that that seems sort of bizarre, like... Mm. To not have any stops for like 20 minutes seems 
yeah. a little odd. So <clears throat> the person that was kind of doing all this research says, did I say research? What the research says that because of the way that the Shin Hamamatsu station is, there's only like typically three minutes between trains and that they are all going like one ra- one way. So in other words, uh, if, in, if you're listening and you're familiar with like, let's say New York and the subway system there, it's extremely easy to get on the wrong train. Oh, yeah. I've done it a million times. I just did it the last time I was there because some of the lines, first off, there's different lines that go different places mm-hmm. depending on, you know, what station you're at. And then also you could, you could have gotten on one line that's going in the opposite direction, like uptown or downtown. And you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so if you don't know that, it's very easy to get, you know, on the wrong train. And then sometimes that can be not that big of a deal because you can just get off at the next stop. But then sometimes you get on the wrong train in New York and you end up all the way uptown because it's a fast commuter train. And you're oh, like, yeah. you know? Yeah. So what this person is saying is, you know, it's not really possible here because there's only, you know, one line and it only goes one way. And so virtually impossible to quote unquote get on the wrong train. Mm-hmm. Now, this person isn't using that as a, as, a, as a means to disprove this, but only to, I think, greater illustrate the fact that it's not just something's weird here, right? Mm-hmm. Like the potential for it to be another dimension or something is there because look, you can't get on the wrong train there. Right. It had to have done these things that she, well, not had to, but the, her experience was how she described it, I guess. Mm-hmm. I mean, they really kind of dissect like all of the different stops and, and to the point of where like, I don't really know if you want me to get into it, but essentially, there's no tunnels between the beginning and end of stations. And yet at 1219, when after an, almost an hour after her first post and in twice the time it should have taken her to reach the final station, she mentions leaving a tunnel and the train slowing down. Hmm. So it's just when it like stopped and she's like, you know, walking on the track and all that stuff. It, are we talking like she's kind of like in like an underground, almost like a. Like a tunnel uh, type no, train? No, no, no. So I think it is like, um, I don't know if you've, the only thing I can, when when I was in Japan, the only trains I was on was in, just in downtown Tokyo. And it was just, you know, real short transit trains, nothing crazy. But the only thing I could kind of compare it to was <clears> in Europe where you have these train stations that are just like, you know, outside, out in the middle of nowhere. Oh, um, almost know, like a and, bus and, stop for a train. Yeah, Basically. and I, you know, little side personal story here. So we were in uh, Germany, I think, and speaking of falling asleep on a train, we were just wanting to, you know, ride the train out into the countryside and just, you know, see the beautiful sights. Mm-hmm. Well, we were a little jet lagged and I don't really remember, but my dad fell asleep, which is pretty easy for him to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, next thing we know, he like kind of wakes up and he's like, all right. And he notices, hey, what's the next stop? Dude. And I, well, maybe he did, maybe he was woken up because all of a sudden the train stops and it's just like, you know, one of those like, everybody off, mm-hmm. this is the end of the line. And we're like, what? And we get off the, the train station. This is, you know, well before the age of digital oh, yeah. boards and everything. It's just like, there's nothing there. And, uh, and I can't, for the laugh of me, I can't remember how we figured it out or how we got back. I don't remember if we got on another train back or if we got a taxi. You know, luckily my dad figured it out, but, you know... 
that's kind of what I picture whenever she is at this station out in the middle of nowhere. It's now like, you know, one, two o'clock in the morning. And these folks are like, you know, I don't really know if I would have followed that advice. Like, hey, follow the tracks into a dark tunnel. Yeah, right. There's no word on whether or not she has a flashlight, you know. She said she broke a heel so that, and, and that she was, I guess, in work clothing. So to me, it's like she probably didn't have a flashlight, you know. Mm-hmm. And that was before, like, cell phones just had, like, the light. Yeah, could just, right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> she's walking in this dark tunnel. First, she gets yelled at for being on the track by somebody that she turns around. It's an old man with one leg. Mm-hmm. They just kind of disappears. Kind of random. Pretty random. I don't know if they just mean like vanish into thin air or if she looks again and he's gone. Yep, I was wondering Either that way, too. that's enough to kind of like spook you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, she's kind of waiting by the phone for her parents to call her back. Now, again, for our younger listeners, back in the day, now, of course, here in the U.S., when we had pay phones, mm-hmm. you know, you would put in, well, when we were growing up, a quarter to make a call, right? Well, each one of those payphones had a unique phone number, just like any phone. Mm-hmm. And if you called someone, you could say, hey, call me back at this number. Right. And then they would call you, right? Yeah. And so she tells her parents, I don't know where I'm at. Again, this is before, like, I guess GPS location and tracking on cell phones was really uh, sophisticated. And they didn't know where she was. They look it up on the map. Not out of the ordinary, necessarily. You know, imagine... If you're just on a train, again, here in the U.S., and you hop off at some station, you know, hey, I'm in the, and pretend for just a second, too, that it's difficult to look things up, take the internet out of it, and you had a look on a map, and and you said, hey, I'm in Gainesville, Georgia. Mm -hmm. People would be like, I don't, where's that? I don't know where that is. Mm -hmm. So it's not out of the ordinary that her parents are like, I don't know, we'll look on a map, and we'll call you back. They don't find anything, dude. Yeah, And just imagine how terrifying that that would be. Well, dude, I, I remember, so I got my license like a year later. It's sort of a long story, but up until that point. Remedial. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, up until that point, uh, you. Hold on a second. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, you're you're, you're telling go. me you're, I'm supposed to believe that not only did you get the history award. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but they made you get your license later? Well, I'm just, dude, don't even no, get no, into no, it. No, 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 no. Listen, kidding. so let me explain this. So they had just passed this law in Georgia that you had to have your learner's permit a year and a day after, you know, in order to be able to get your license. Up until yeah. then, you know, I mean, I grew up in sort of rural Cleveland, Georgia. And so, like, a, a ton of people didn't have their learner's permit because, I mean, a ton of kids were like, I mean, that's what I did. I, I learned to drive yeah. like on like a in a pasture, like on my grandpa's farm mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff. And so I w- I was just like, ah, eh, screw it. I don't I don't need it. And then they had just passed this thing like two weeks before yeah. that said that you some, had to have it a year. So some context before that. Previously, you could literally get your learner's permit. I, I don't even know what the waiting period was, but I'm almost positive that you could just go and get your learner's permit one day. No, no, no. You didn't even have pay to pay the have, money. You didn't even have you to just have. get the license. Yeah, you didn't even have to have okay. your learners at all. Cool. Yeah. So safe. Uh, safety first. Safety ladies. first. Yeah. But anyway, the I just got my my license like I don't know several months prior, and me and our buddy Jeremy decided to go see a band that was like in Alabama somewhere. I'd never driven in Atlanta traffic. 
much less driving to another state. And we get out of school early. We drive to the show in Alabama, end up coming back. What I didn't realize was like for any of you folks who have driven in Atlanta, there's a thing called the perimeter. And it's basically this big circle that goes around the city. And if you you if you don't like get off of it, like you'll literally just keep going around. So I realized that like, hey, wait a minute. Like I've seen this before. We were just going around the perimeter. Yep, over and over. Over and, and over. over. And then then we ended up stopping. I used a payphone. I mean, this shows how mm-hmm. long ago this was. We didn't have cell phones. Used a payphone, called my stepdad Rick, and he was like, Hey man, you're on the perimeter. You you gotta get to this exit. You gotta get off. And then that'll, you know, take you home or whatever. But th- there definitely is a fear, especially back then. I mean, it's kind of similar to like our band days. I mean, I would say the the entire course of our like touring was with a giant Rand McNally map. Yeah, oh yeah. On the on Absolutely. the the dashboard, you know. Mm-hmm. And every now and then we do like a map quest turn by turn direction type thing. Mm-hmm. But but even still, you had to look up those you know those road names and stuff. Mm-hmm. And you know, looking back, sometimes I've probably said it on the show, but I certainly talk about it with you and, and even my uh, my wife and, and kids even. It's like sometimes, man, I, I don't know. It's like hard for me to imagine mm-hmm. not having GPS at your fingertips. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. It's it's wild. And and so just think, you, you know, looking at it through that lens, it's like imagine how sort of terrified you'd be right. being in an area that you're not familiar with Mm-hmm. seemingly far, far away from from where you started and just not knowing how you're going to get back. You know, there's strange characters. The, the bit about her hearing, like, the beat of drums. Yeah, that was interesting. And, and uh, you know, just those weird, like, that weird music and stuff, and it's, like, getting closer and louder. Mm-hmm. And, the, you know, it would take, I don't know, let me ask you this. W- would you, like, how much would it take for you to like, be like, well, I guess I'm just going to walk through this, walk through this tunnel. Um, I mean, I'm not typically like scared of like the dark or anything, but I will like say. Not being able to see in front, hand in front of face dark. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, that that is a different story. I mean, especially on a train track, like that's mm-hmm. sort of another level, but I don't know that there is, there's something interesting about this and, and this is not, me sort of taking this in a different direction, but we'll return after these messages. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Window. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. America's future can be determined by our dreams and our visions. It was very convenient for our lives. 
For over 200 years, there have been reports of giant man-like creatures from another dimension, another world, I don't know. The most intriguing mystery on the North American continent. This is Joshua Cutchin, and you're at my home for weirdness. That would be rad. It, it for some odd reason, it kind of reminds me of uh, like cases of like sleep paralysis. I, I've had sleep paralysis one time in my whole life, and you know one of the one of the things about it is like you'll hear this like sort of super low frequency like humming noise that sort of hmm. uh, people will explain it as you know as being a guitar player. I know that like what they're probably talking about is like what's called oscillation. So it's like kind of thing you know mm-hmm. and so there's something about like the the drumming sound and then how she said there was also like it was sounded like a bell tone far off in the distance distance and then also the fact that everybody on the train was asleep i don't know it almost feels like some sort of something is like sort of luring her you know, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I don't know if it's a... Yeah, no, I mean, that's that's a... Uh, it's an abstract sort of connection there, but... Well, and I was going to say this, you know, going back to... Look, I don't even think it goes without... It, it kind of goes without saying here that, look, we don't know if it's complete fiction and right, right. just born from the imagination of, of someone um, in Japan, mm-hmm. which they have some really intense... Yeah, they do. ...legends and... and horror movies and all that mm-hmm. and so they, they're creative on a whole different level but let's just put that aside that's not what we're going to try to do today right let's talk about the fact that like apparently the the word kisaragi in the in the kanji translates to be devil yeah that's interesting so devil station mm-hmm. so you know the thing kind of taking what you said and, and then again splintering off a little bit to me whenever i was reading all this it's kind of like Man, was was this character taking taken into or drawn toward this sort of like devil station where she then had to fend for herself? Or yeah. another possibility here is just like, okay, let's say it was some sort of dimensional thing. Okay. Mm-hmm. If you know, she kind of crossed over into that other dimension and potentially it has something to do with like falling asleep. And this goes back to like my ultimate, one of my ultimate favorite things besides time travel <laughs> concepts mm-hmm. is just dreams in general. Yeah, right. And how like potentially, you know, is it our consciousness or our soul or, or um, you know, whatever that's going into all of those alternate possibilities and dimensions mm-hmm. when we dream. And potentially maybe that's what happened here and everyone else is like dreaming, but she's awake you know, like, was she awakened in this dream state that everyone else wasn't? There's just a million other possibilities. Yeah. But one thing, you know, and we haven't, we've talked about this, just you and I at dinner the other night, for example, mm-hmm. but there's a lot of these sort of online things and I get fascinated in it and it kind of makes my mind go in circles here where people are potentially either from or in another dimension. Mm-hmm. They're posting as such, but yet we're able to see... right in our dimension or in our reality, I'll say, what's going on. It may be reality my favorite is different. Thing. So like how does the internet, um, and this is a crazy concept here, but does the internet have the power to sort of circumvent 
mm-hmm. the typical sort of laws of reality and kind of transcend through that. And, and tr- you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Is that why like communicate? So in other words, I think what I'm ultimately trying to ask is, does the internet give us the potential capability mm-hmm. to communicate with another reality? Well, if you'll go back to our LOAB episode. Learn more by listening to That Would Be Rad. Season 2, Episode 55, LOAB, the first AI cryptid, Tulpa, or terrifying art demon. We sort of, sort of brought up the idea that, like, is the internet just another sort of, like, medium for contacting you know, these sort of otherworldly, other dimensional, like beings um, or entities or whatever, uh, much like, you know, a Ouija board or a, you know, automatic writing or, or that kind of thing. Like, does it act as like some sort of like conduit, you know, for communication? I, I think it's, I think it could, I mean, especially after all the research that we did into to like the LOAB story thing or whatever i think that i think there is a possibility especially if if you tie it in with the fact of like i mean and this could i mean this gets kind of deep so i'm not really going to get in too heavy but like there's a thing where and we're gonna have nick hinton on eventually but he has this whole thing about like the black cube of saturn it's like this if you look it up there's this giant black square on Saturn. Um, And a lot of people believe that Saturn is like, I mean, there's so much more to it. So I'm like, I'm really butchering it here. But it's a lot of people believe that like Saturn is actually sort of a form of the word like Satan. And it's like, it's like all of these sort of elites, like that's part of the thing that they're like sort of worshiping. And it gets into like Baal and like Moloch and, and all these like characters. But anyway, all that to be said is like, the idea that like our phone is representative of the black cube or a scrying mirror, which is like how John D and Edward Kelly were communicating with their quote unquote angels when they sort of received their like Enochian language. And so like, I think like, I think if that's possible, if somebody could like sort of scry through, he would, he, he claimed that, 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 well, they claimed that they would do it through like a, like a black, I think it was like a black, uh, like like a black mirror basically, or like a black like ball, like an obelisk type thing, hmm. and that's how like, you know, they would act as like a medium to like this communication with these angels. Um, all that to be said is, I think that if if these uh, if these beings can communicate through those things and and automatic writing and Ouija boards, I think that. I think that a computer is is probably like the best possible thing that mm-hmm. that they you know I mean and mm-hmm. and I've even heard this sort of this sort of hypothesis laid out of like even down to like the silicon like in the um in like the like the chips and like the the mm-hmm. boards you know in the computer are actually sort of broken up as like you know at one time were like rock or crystal so it's like mm-hmm. it's this whole like sort of esoteric way of looking at our computers, which is pretty fascinating. But anyway, all that, yeah. uh, that was a long way around. But I mean, it, it, it goes into like the theories about the Donaldson messages. Right, exactly. Learn more by listening to That Would Be Rad, Season 2, Episode 56, The Vertical Plane, The Mysterious Donaldson Messages. You know, mm-hmm. and, and the potential that, I mean, if you think about it in terms of, let's pretend like 
again, we've talked about this on the show before too. Let's say me and Tyler and I have created a time machine. Mm -hmm. We go back in time and instead of being the nice guys that we are, we're kind of jerks and we take a couple iPads with us. Right. And, you know, it's, uh, I don't know, early 1900s and we hand it to a scientist and we say, now, this is a communication device that allows you to communicate with someone in heaven. Mm. And then we just start using it. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like there's so many different, it's just, it's so wild and, and it's, you know, I know coming off the heels of us last week talking about... We went deep. We got real deep, and we're getting deep here a little bit. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. But, you know, like, <clears throat> I think that it's just very interesting concepts to think about. I don't know. I just think, like, this reminds me of... Wait, I don't... Oh, it's called... Um, what's the movie? It's called Frequency. Oh, right. Remember that movie? Mm -hmm. And I don't want to spoil it for anybody because it's an oldie but a goodie. Yeah. Is that with but Michael the Keaton? essential premise is... No, it's with... Um, what am I thinking Oh, of? God. What is... Uh, Hold on now, see. <laughs> Dennis Quaid, right? Well, then what am I thinking of? Batman? I don't know what you're thinking of. Yeah, no. No, no, no. You're thinking of Jim, well, it's Dennis Quaid and Jim Caviezel. And the, and the simple premise is this. An accidental cross-time radio link connects father and son across 30 years. Mm. Boy, they just spoil it right there in the premise. Definitely. But, like, this is with a ham radio. So right, right. this concept existed sort of, and this movie came out in the... Uh, 2000 but you know they're, they're using technology that's just much older than that yeah but and so like but, this is the same kind of concept right being able to communicate with someone in a different time mm -hmm. through a communication device at this in this instance a computer or a, a message board mm -hmm. you know it also reminds me of the and I, I never can think of his name i always get it wrong but the the priest the Italian guy that was able to communicate. Uh, yes, yes, yeah. Um, God, they had the radio. I, um, I can never remember that. But, yeah, he, he would basically, he was able to speak through, like, this particular, like, radio that he had. Yeah, there, to me, this is, like, one of the, I don't know, they're like, just the idea that you're stuck in another sort of reality or multiverse or dimension or whatever. I mean, another sort of crazy concepts. But just that idea is so scary. And there's one that, like, there's another story that is often sort of connected with the Mandela effect where, which I, I don't know that it necessarily should be. I mean, to me, it's just like another, an alternate dimension kind of thing. I don't know if it's really a Mandela effect thing, but you'll often see it like on message boards and stuff where they're talking about this woman who claims that she like woke up one day and she had like another man in her bed come to find out like she was she had married like this other guy the guy that she was married to in her previous life that she worked with at work was a was just like an acquaintance when she went to work she found out that like her position was completely different she was like a boss like some sort of boss you know position and like all these weird like little things and I think eventually she kind of she kind of went nuts like she couldn't couldn't handle it and mm. uh, our skeptics would say oh it was just some sort of yeah you know psychological break and mm -hmm. and the mind is able to sort of like create like an alternate personality and like split mm -hmm. in two and maybe that's just what it was but like i don't know if you're just looking at it with more of an open mind it's like i, I mean who knows maybe it is sort of like the mandela effect and she just sort of you know, slipped into like another reality. I think that the important thing about Good morning, Miss Stabbins. Oh, Jesus. 
Uh, I think the important thing about that story that ties to this one is the fact that she, whatever happened to her, you know, if it's true, happened while she was sleeping. And there's a train going by, so I apologize. But. Well, and I uh, have a little bit more that I left for the end to give you a little bit of a surprise. Okay. So it's another interesting tidbit. Okay. So after disappearing in 2004, Asumi apparently resurfaced on 2chan. What? In 2011. Someone claiming to be the original Hasumi, who disappeared from Kisaragi Station, posted that she had returned, but for her, no time had passed at all. Wow. Even though seven years had passed for the rest of us. Huh. This seemingly confirmed that Kisaragi Station exists outside time and space as we know it. Yeah. Although she offered no explanation of how she ended up there in the first place. Mm. According to Hasumi, or at least someone that was posing as her, basically, Mm -hmm. after the car stopped in the mountains, a light enveloped it, and the driver was annihilated. As she approached the car, another man appeared and told her to run, and so she did, crying and running the whole way back to the closest station she could remember. Mm. When she got there, she was apparently back in our world, and seven years had passed. No other explanation was given, and many uh, are you thinking it's a, uh, you know, it's not really a true update because there's no, but no matter what, there's no way to kind of confirm whether it's the same person or not the same person or even if the whole thing was fake or not. Yeah. Whether To me, man, whether or not it is true or not doesn't really matter. You know, it's Mm -hmm. the whole purpose of a lot of these stories that we talk about is mainly just to kind of like, get a conversation going about something cool that we uh, heard about. And then once again, thank you to Brendan all the way in Tasmania for turning us on to this story because, man, what a fascinating story. And here's another last thing that I'm going to say about it real quick is that in 2022... I saw that. A movie was made in Japan, and it's in, you know, all Japanese, Mm -hmm. about this. Now, I've watched about 10 minutes of this. It's a clip, basically, that I watched... And from the look of it, it looks to be pretty fantastic. Oh, Apparently, like good? Like, yes, oh, yes, I thought oh, you yeah. were going to say It looks cool, man, because it's literally awesome. like I learned about this story. I found that movie and somebody just had like a clip of it online and I started watching it. It's a very interesting take, basically the beginning of the movie. It's this young, you know, college-aged girl who has heard this story and... She's like studying folklore or something. Yeah, something like that. And she finds this woman, Asumi, and says, I want you to tell me the story about the day that, you know... Oh, cool. You disappeared or whatever. Wow. And the lady's like, huh? And then she takes you through it and it shows, man, the way that they... It's really cool. She's on the train and it's like really loud and there's like kids being loud and stuff mm-hmm. and for for anybody who's never been on a japanese train oh that's interesting and, and i don't know if you could tell even in the dialogue as we wrote as we read it even though it's translated you can tell like just how respectful they are yeah. of one another right. and so the fact that like people are being loud and stuff like she kind of like looks up and it's just like Ugh. and then it's super loud it cuts to her kind of a tight shot on her uh face and you can still hear the noise, and then it's just like, hmm. and she's like, what? You know, it's like this weird abrupt ending to all sound, and she looks up, and everyone's gone. Wow. And then there's this, like, train sound, and she, like, like kind of wakes up, 
and like notices that there's like passengers that are asleep and she doesn't understand what she's like what is it going and then that's where the clip ends and it's like holy cow wow. dude this looks man i gotta find that really good yeah yeah i i i just think that it, well let me say this i think concerning the sort of the reappearance in 2011 the problem with like you know and again this is coming from like the true believer guy but like i don't know immediately i sort of my like red flags start popping up of like, well, you know, mm -hmm. it's like could have been anybody. Right? Yeah, it could be anybody. It could be somebody who had maybe was late to the game like us and heard the story and was like, oh, man, I'm going to like sort of propagate this this urban legend, and like, you know, keep it going. I mean, I think it's cool, but, you know, you never know. Like it's especially yeah. on those like forums where everyone's sort of anonymous Mm -hmm. it's kind and of that's kind of like the problem with a lot of these sort of like quote unquote creepy pasta internet urban legends is that you can't really you know you, you it reduces the chance of you being able to prove whether or not it all happened and, and that kind of thing mm -hmm. but again at the end of the day that's not you know i just love a good story man and and as long as nobody's getting hurt by something like this you know it's like man it's just fascinating and oh, if it yeah. really did happen mm -hmm. and it really is possible that mm -hmm. we can communicate with other realities via computer or you know by accidentally stumbling into another reality mm -hmm. but that's just that's fascinating and terrifying at the same time yeah yeah for sure i mean and again i i just i keep going back i feel like and again you know another sort of disclaimer like i mean who knows i mean the whole thing could be fake it could be a creepypasta type type thing and uh but it I mean, it's pretty awesome, but if it is real, I, I just, I keep going back to, you know, that same sort of like phenomenon and like in sleep paralysis. And a lot of people also talk about that in um, sort of your modern UFO abductions where they're hearing this sort of like this low frequency thing. And then, you know, her saying that like the drumming and like the bell off in the background and like, I don't know, man. And then, like, the people being asleep. I know I said that before, but, like, I feel like there's something something to it where, I don't know, maybe maybe through our sleep, like, that's how our consciousness is, is maybe able to sort of hop into the next mm -hmm. dimension or something, you know? It's like, it I don't know. It certainly explains a lot of, like, things, you know, like mm -hmm. having that person in your dream that you've never seen before in your quote unquote life that you just have this strange familiarity right. with the the mind. Now, again, man, the mind is capable of so many incredible things, but mm -hmm. isn't it, no matter which way you kind of like slice it here, either your mind is capable of creating these incredibly rich uh, scenarios and details of, of characters that you don't actually know in mm -hmm. reality kind of thing right that's awesome yeah or yeah. you really are traveling to another reality whenever you sleep and and i like that idea a whole lot because if you think about it it's just kind of like dr strange right your, mm -hmm. your physical body's sleeping but your consciousness and stuff can still do stuff right i love that yeah if only i could just like train myself to like learn something or do some work in the background while i was sleeping now that would be <laughs> yeah that'd be something else i mean i have often wondered you know with like a lot of the research that I've done in the past and stuff, you know, you hear about, and we'll do like a full episode on this because it's, it's definitely like one of the sort of overarching topics that sort of tie a lot of this stuff together. But like, you know, you hear about like remote viewing and like astral, per, like, a, 
What am I trying? Oh, astral yeah, projection. Astral projection. Yeah. I was, saying, I was trying to say like progressing. I'm like, that's not right. <laughs> um, and then like l- even down to like lucid dreaming, like there's this sort of idea that a lot of people have that like when you're doing these things, you are sort of, especially with like the remote viewing, you know, that's like a, I would say that's probably like the thing that it takes like a certain kind of person maybe that's mm-hmm. able to do that, you know, like mm-hmm. like Ingo Swan and those guys. But the idea is that like, and for, if you don't know what remote viewing is, it's basically this this way that these these people are able to, uh, and, you know, it's heavily tied into, uh, I mean, probably international, but especially I know of, uh, like the U.S. military, like a lot of, like I think Montauk even messed with mm-hmm. a lot of that, and uh, like the men who stare at goats, that was sort of inspired by a lot of those, those sort of psi-based experiments and stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I think w- what's cool about it is like uh, several of those dudes, they talk about it as if when they're sort of, you know, by locating or they're they're sort of seeing these things, they're actually operating like outside of time and space. So. So they're able to sort of go forward and backwards in time even. So it's like, oh, you found this location, but no, 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 we need to find that location in 1947. And like, it's this weird sort of thing. So I I just, I don't know. I I wonder if that sort of thing, which, you know, I'm the first to admit that like, I don't fully like understand. In fact, I don't know that we could ever really understand it. A lot of these concepts, but is, is that sort of phenomenon like, linked into something like this that is like, you know, maybe haphazardly she was able to kind of do that thing but had no idea and then sort of on a subconscious level accidentally did it in her sleep that sort of, you know, blurred her into like the next or merged her into like the next dimension, if you will. Yeah. One thing I did have to say too, I th- just to sort of quell this sort of like knee-jerk reaction whenever – they bring up that like the station when it's written in um, in kanji means devil. I I do think it's important that I point out that like in sort of Japanese culture, it's it's not it's not like looked at the same way. So like like yokai is sort of a blanket term for like apparitions or spirits or or demons, and like you know oni is like demons, but they don't necessarily like. Look, they're not saying like demons and devils like we look at it as from like a like sort of a, a Western sort of Christian perspective. Yeah. So I just think that's important. To what, say. what do they like? I guess what are they uh, labeling something like devil or whatever mm-hmm. in their in the Japanese culture? Like, is it more of just like what? Well, like, uh, well, for example, like, and this is sort of ties into our pop culture stuff, but like, like the movie Gremlins, right? So yeah. the Mogwai is actually a what's called a water devil or water demon from hmm. the yokai tradition. There's like millions. I mean, that's where like the idea of like Pokemon comes from. And yeah, I think your son was even into that like a show called Yokai Watch. I remember, kind of, yeah. Um, and and like they're called like demons or like devils. And like I think that with the Mogwai, what was really cool is like they would come down in drops of rain. And then when they would, like, hit the ground, they would sort of, like, come into existence or sort of hatch up, you know, whatever. Yeah. But, you know, they were called, like, demons or whatever. And and for us, like, we immediately think of, like, oh, it's like, yeah, you know, the Renaissance paintings. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When, like, 
And no, that's a great point and a distinction because due to our sort of zeitgeist and our bringing up and mm-hmm. right and our own culture, like it's easy for us to hear a word and define it in the same way. Mm-hmm. It sounds to me like it's just kind of not necessarily synonymous with, but it can be comparable to, um, you know, a type of creature. Yeah, it doesn't right. mean that it's evil. Right. You know. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and again, that's our English, cl- probably closest English translation mm-hmm. to the word "anyhow." You right? Know what I yeah, mean? exactly. What I love about like just even just the Japanese language is there is a you know a beautiful sort of music to the sound of it, mm-hmm. but also like the art of the writing of it. Mm-hmm. It's like there's so many aspects of everything that is just it's just so cool to me man like the detail of uh of that thing and and you know i know i already said this but just the example of respect for the have that they have for just another person you know oh yeah in that chat is just like hey you know be careful now there were some silly people in there that were just like here we go (laughs) yeah you know know. and the whole time not just because you were the one reading that but i was like that is a very tyler thing to say yeah um it's just uh I don't know. That's cool, man. Yeah, Very no, cool it's story. Cool. Thank you, Brendan, for uh, for sending that to us. Because, man, that's just uh, it's fascinating. It's amazing. Yeah, and who knew that a guy from Tasmania would be the one to introduce us in America a super bad Japanese urban legend? Yeah, synchronicity really cool. abounds, man. Mm-hmm. Well, cool. I guess that about does it. If you want to find us, you can head on over to Instagram. That is where the majority of our activity happens. Feel free to to leave us a comment, shoot us a DM if you want to talk outside of the public eye. Uh, Oh, that sounds weird. (laughs) Like tell us a story or urban legend or something in your sort of local area. If it's sort of a long thing, uh, more long form, send it over to thatwouldberadpod at gmail.com. Above all these things, which these are all great, feel free to head on over to thatwouldberadpodcast.com where you can leave us a five-star review. You can jump to an episode. You can pretty much do anything, contact us. And then the coolest thing, you can uh, leave your voice memo directly on the site, you know, that is delivered directly to us, which is really cool. We would love to hear all those things. Get out there, tell one single friend about the show. Uh, like I said, leave us a five-star review, buy some merch in our uh, our link tree on Instagram, buy us a coffee, or Red Bull, what have you. And, uh, oh, and then, uh, of course, our thing that we're most thankful for, our best friends over on the Rabbit Trail, which is our Patreon. Uh, I've said it before many times, but if this regular feed that you're listening to right now, if it's not enough and you just, man, you just wish you had a little more, head on over to Patreon. There's different tiers. We're ultimately and just super grateful for all of you that like go that one extra step to support us on a, you know, on a monthly basis. It really means the world to us. And um, yeah, that's about it. You got anything else, Woody? Man, I think that's it. I uh, just to reiterate, we love stories like this. Mm -hmm. So if you know of any or uh, have had a personal experience, man, please send it over to us. We can keep it anonymous Mm -hmm. if it's a personal story for you. But man, this is like, this is just our bread and butter. We love it so much. And uh, yeah, I think that's, uh, I think about, I think that's about it, man. Cool, man. Well, we love you. We appreciate you. Sayonara. And as always, be rad. That's the way it goes.
time where I just needed some sunshine You were already dead before you became a ghost You always said our future would be a parade of flowers But now all that's left is a single rose That's the way First highlighted green line, pal. I know, but I'm just looking to, to Chan indicates a post mid lane. Um, sorry. Uh, knock the on route the wall. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna, dude. I'm gonna put stuff in there. Yeah. The route. <laughs> knock on the wall. <laughs> God. <laughs> I'm just I'm knock there. on the wall. <laughs> the route is a private. God. <laughs> it, it all. It it also reminds me of the the. There don't seem to be any taxes. <sighs> <laughs> Taxes. Dude, what about that clip of uh the new D D movie? Oh man, it's hilarious. I'm just so nervous that it's gonna be Well, I don't know. That one gave me a little faith. Oh yeah, the fact time. that it's at least gonna be entertaining and funny. Yeah, yeah. I mean I think they're like I hope that that's a for all you folks that have no idea what we're talking about, there is a new Dungeons and Dragons movie. What's the little tagline or like the the subheader? Something, I don't know. Thief of, I don't know, something of thieves or something. Hmm. Um, basically, it's coming out soon. Uh, it's got Chris Pine and a lot of other folks. I was also a little worried like you, but they just released this clip and it is so funny. And like, I don't know, I, I feel like it just, it really... And this isn't going to make sense to anybody who like doesn't or hasn't played D and D, but like it feels like a joke that would come directly from the game. Even even down to like the way the one dude is like reading it, like reading yeah. off the spell. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's exactly how the DM would be reading off the spell. You know, it's like word for word, like the explanation of the spell. And I hope they kind of like lean into that a little. A little more because it's it's super cool to me i think i mean i could play the the audio of it you know but i don't know if that's worth a damn mm-hmm. yeah yeah dead man is revived you can ask him five questions at which point he will die again never to be re-revived were you killed in the battle of the everhorse yes formal question right yes no no, no that, that wasn't for you did that count as a question <laughs> yes damn it only answer when i talk to you 
Okay? Yes. Why did you say okay at the end of that? I didn't. <laughs> oh, man, I think it's hard to, like, you know, come across uh, audio only, but essentially Chris Pine's character, <clears throat> they've, they're using this spell that allows them to talk to someone that is deceased or whatever. And, yeah. and the purpose for that typically is so that you can gather more clues and information about, you know, who did it or, mm-hmm. or you know, what happened in the area, whatever. <clears throat> With And you hear the guy at the beginning kind of talk about, hey, look, you know, you only get five questions, so make them count. Well, Chris Pine is kind of kneeling down in front of this, you know, decrepit sort of old corpse. And when they cast the spell, it kind of like lifts up. And, and then Chris Pine's like uh, asking questions to his buddy, but the, you know, the dead person essentially is, is, is thinks because it's dead. I mean, that's the whole point. It's like the dead person can't think. He can only answer questions. So it's hearing him ask someone else a question and it's kind of get against him the whole time. It's hilarious. Yeah, it's super funny. Okay. All right, man. 